Hello! Welcome to Why Not Both, the podcast all about how our multiple passions and interests shape our identity and our lives. My name is Pam Schaefer, and I am a musician and therapist in Los Angeles, and I also happen to be your host. This podcast is produced by Laura Studeris, and for this season, we've partnered up with Under the Radar Magazine. If you like what you hear, you can hang out with us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at WNB, the podcast. And if you really, really like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. We are under Why Not Both podcast. When you join our Patreon, you get a whole bunch of really cool behind the scenes stuff and you get to chat with us. And that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for your support and I hope you enjoy our interviews. For this week's episode, we got to enjoy our first in-person interview since February of 2020. That honor went to Albert Hammond Jr. I hope you enjoy our chat. So, Albert, welcome to Why Not Both. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for coming over. I still can't believe that we're like... Our parents live basically next door. That still is blowing my mind. That's yeah, really it's funny. always it, it's always a pleasure to meet someone who grew up in the valley or even Los Angeles. I feel like it's like a it, it is a unique thing to have to meet someone who's who actually grew up here. You know, it's yes. different. Yes. Well, because um. everyone's always just like, "Oh, where are you from?" And you're like, "No, here." And they're like. Yeah. But like we're here, and then if someone's like Brea, you're like, no, that's not here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I actually really like the valley. I I know the valley gets like, you know, like a, a stink eye, I guess. Yes. But you know, yes. I don't know. I think uh, I always feel a little more relaxed when I drive through it. <laughs> well, it is a grid. I yeah. always like that. You can't really get lost. It's true. Just take Ventura <laughs> yes. one way or the other way. You'll end up somewhere that you know. But that's L.A., though, in general, right? You can, when I try to tell people that, like, I'll have, like, my wife's family came, and I was like, do you understand? Like, Sunset goes from the beach to downtown. To downtown. Like, that's, like, amazing. If you said meet me at Sunset, I'd have no idea. That's, oh, my God. In college, a friend of mine came to visit, and we were supposed to go to Third Street Promenade. So I was like, okay, well, let's meet at Third and Broadway. And I get this call from them, and they were just like, I'm at 3rd and Broadway. And I was like... Downtown? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't think you are. And they're like, I definitely am, and it's kind of scary. <laughs> so you're <laughs> like, not at the promenade. Yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> wrong 3rd and Broadway. Promenade is anything but scary. <laughs> Maybe scary all the deals they have. <laughs> bad jokes. Bad. The look on your face there was amazing. You were like, I regret everything. <laughs> I take it back. Erase. <laughs> I'm fully committed to all my bad jokes. Oh my god! Well, you gotta, you gotta have good dad jokes. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a father now, so. There you go. How old is your child? Six months. She turned six. Well, maybe six months in a week now. Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, it's really starting to amp. Like every, before it'd be like three or four weeks, and you'd notice a change, and now every yeah. week you really start to notice a change. Like she's different from when she turned six months. And I imagine next week well, she'll be, you know, she, oh she said, she said data <gasps> uh, today. I was changing her diaper. And she's like, I picked <gasps> her up, look in the mirror. And she was like, dad, dad. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I love tiny humans. Like they're like the coolest science experiment. Yeah, it was, it, it felt pretty trippy. I was looking at her this morning and watching 
her face become more human, more yeah, something that we can yeah. relate to. Yeah, was like kind of freaking me out a little bit. It felt like I was on an like on an acid trip because <laughs> she was doing new stuff, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, she's trying out because like babies learn to like socially mirror from the people around right. them, and around six months, it like super explodes. W- welcome to me being very nerdy and studying psychology. Um, no, it's, it's like awesome. <laughs> it's really nerdy uh, things should be popular things because it's <laughs> really interesting <laughs> things. I don't think th- I think it's a uh, that's that's uh, it's awesome that you know psychology and uh, I don't know. So I, I I I enjoy it. I've enjoyed my time with my therapist and the stuff like he left me with to to continue learning. You know, it's a yeah. It's really helped me in my life. I was going to say, especially as a parent and in relation to, I'm guessing also like your wife, it's really good to have interpersonal skills when you're making a tiny human. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Your whole, I mean, everything it's, 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 it's pretty funny. Just the, the, the life cycle. So when you get to having a child, I don't know. I've just, I remember my childhood or I'm trying to, and I remember like, you know, there was amazing things and like things that I wanted to change, but trying to remember those because it's so easy. You start your life and you just forget that it's like a it feels like those memories feel like a movie inside someone's head. Like they're not yeah. even they weren't even your life. You try yeah. to remember like, when you were a kid, you were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that on the screen once. Yes, yes. Like it's not real it flickering, but it's not yeah. like you're like viscerally connecting. It doesn't with feel it. like this moment when I'm in the room with you now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it gets. uh it's exciting. It's very hard, but it's very exciting. That's, yeah, a friend of mine that I work with in my therapy business, he has a, his baby just turned two months old, I think like two months in a week, and he's just starting to like smile on purpose as opposed to like from gas. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gas is a big thing for a child. It's like they oh either make them cry or smile. <laughs> burping or farting is is huge (laughs) it's massive and so it's really funny before about two months when parents are like my baby smiled at me i'm like did they just fart (laughs) 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 or they get very serious before they put like you can see it coming it's very it's really when you see them every day like when you're living at home and it's not like a friend coming in yeah you really notice the tiniest thing about your child like little things of communication that's yes. like like oh they're they're beginning to get tired and like how can you tell it's like i don't know just the way they're looking at me or exactly. how they did something just like the vibe yeah it, sometimes <laughs> it is just it is just the vibe yeah for sure yeah it's so funny because like that's how we pick up on social cues even when we're really really small as we watch what our caregivers do so like does your kiddo make any of like your your wife's faces because that's the funniest when you see like a kid mimic the exact face of their parents she started she's starting to have a lot of movement in her eyebrows so the funny thing is is she'll look like when she just wakes up and she's like a little more stone look she'll look like me <laughs> and she'll do a certain expression that really looks like me and, and when i was a baby uh-huh. and then if she's like really thinking and like looking and concentrated she looks just like my wife and it's like <laughs> it, it's it's uh yeah, but even from when she was born, she uh, my first post of her, uh, that I did on Instagram about her, she she gave like a, a Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> it was like blue steel. It was so it was so funny. I couldn't uh, made me laugh. It's like she knew the camera was there. She was like, "Oh, just wait a second. Oh, is the camera?" Just hold up. Let me compose myself. <laughs> you know? But yeah, their fa- I've seen her face change. 
That's so much amazing. doing from me to to my wife to her to her own then like it's almost like what you do in life you copy people until it becomes your own thing yes and so then i can kind of see her yes. she, she's very cheeky so sometimes she'll do something and then kind of like look away and smirk <laughs> almost like i'm like ah. really are you are we gonna be like this oh yes, like, this is exciting oh yes and she's you're gonna like, be like this you gonna be like a little like i don't know like a, a disruptor i love it <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic i love that when kids like know that they've done something and they look and they're like that's right did you yeah. see that and then sometimes she'll go <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> it's tough being this cute yeah like it's just like her day it's rough it's rough yeah. you know the life of like eating and smiling and pooping and sleeping and yeah. it's a tough regiment for sure getting I, I i bathe her every day i'm like her i'm like the I'm the bather. There you go. That's my You're that's my job. Guy. Yeah. My dad was the bath time guy. You know. I love it. And yeah. she like she's so used to it, so it's like when I'm not there, she's kinda like my wife says she looks like, What's happening? Yeah, it's like why why Who's, are you the bath time yeah, guy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't this isn't your job. And that's and I can imagine, especially in these circumstances, like I know that you said that you moved back to LA, like have your parents been helping out with a kiddo? Because otherwise we've been uh, a little little isolated. Yeah, I mean, isolation is definitely, uh, it's been tough. A bunch of friends have had babies and like normally family would fly in or yeah. help out. And so it's been, yeah, it's, it, it hasn't. It's it, Now people are coming in and helping. And I think yeah. more people will come as it gets older. But at first it was like, first three months. I still kind of have a slight PTSD about it. People ask me if I'm going to yeah. have more kids. And I say a, a, a strong no. Like, yeah. I that was like i'm it's so amazing and i love her but i'm still a little broken from the whole part of it and that's just me i can only imagine my wife who does a lot more work (laughs) (laughs) that's it's a man can only do so much you know what i mean we're almost like a we're like an assistant we we help in like you're you're like the you're like the road crew for I don't know anything about car racing, so I was just about no. to go on an analogy that I clearly know very well. I, about. I love MotoGP. I love Formula One for sure. We are like we're not the driver in the car. There you go. Okay, we're you got around. this one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're like for sure. We're like, you know, like what do you need? Like whatever. It's if, if it's a coach or if it's like the f- person fixing the car. Yeah. I go around and I clean up. I make sure like the milk's ready, but like yes. the person who's going has to because it's breastfeeding it's just exactly going to be her i exactly. can't i can't do that no <laughs> you, you can't know? substitute lactate that's y- yeah or just even there's just a connection she was inside of her for yeah. nine months so there's there's yeah. nothing that uh will substitute that the baby yeah. just understands that well it's a hormonal bond too even for like i think it's almost two years postpartum that it's like you do have like a hormonal bond with the baby like whoever birthed sure. the baby for sure. And so that's why it's like, even if you're like barely, you know, say you're asleep and the baby barely makes a move, that's why you wake up. No, she can feel a letdown in her breast when yeah. it's time for the baby to exactly. eat. Exactly. You know, or it's like, I, yeah. I'm i more connected to her now at six months. At the beginning, of course, I loved her, but there was, she was just a, stra- a stranger yeah, in the house. A, a tiny, a tiny little raisin. Well, I just, just uh, some, like doing their thing. Some, <laughs> some people love to say like, the moment it happened, it changed my life. Like the moment it happened was intense. Yeah. But my life, I feel like, is changing over time. Like, at first, it was just like, I was, you know, I don't yeah. know. It was not, I'm, it's, I feel like it's okay to not have it be romantic or poetry. It was, exactly. it was a mess, and I was more connected to the, my dog that I had than the baby. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm sorry she came into our <laughs> lives. I apologize. 
and I would hold her. I'd be like, I don't know who that is either. Right. And she's wanting atten- your mother's attention, and I'm sorry. Honestly, I didn't know how to divide love. I was like, I would cry at night. Oh, because yeah. you were like, how do I give attention to all of the... Oh, no. Yeah. I was like, I didn't want her to feel like she was being neglected. Oh, I have, yeah. and there's I, no way to explain to a dog because they're a dog. Yeah, and who knows? I was probably giving her human feelings that she might not have had. Oh. You know, well, we, we we like to humanize everything when they might not be thinking those thoughts. Well, you and know? sometimes our pets are like reflections of what we're feeling. So sure. If we're feeling yeah. like, oh, my God, how do I spread the love? I'm anxious. We're just projecting onto them and like looking back. It's like a mirror. Yes. We have to do that yes. to be able to see ourselves. If not, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why my therapist was like, oh, you don't like that about someone? That's because you have that inside <laughs> of you. And I was like, how dare you? You're like, how dare? I will double down on disliking oh the Oh, my thing. God. That was a hard <laughs> that was a hard thing to realize. Oh, yeah. That was my partner pointed out that, like, I hate it when people micromanage me. And uh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that is. I know, but it's it, that's doodle. That's. <laughs> That's fa- a fascinating fact about life. It makes it makes you feel like there's a lot more grays and people need to like speak about it because then we can. I don't know. It's not so. It's not so black and white. You know. You, exactly. You would, you would if it was black and white, then you would never. You'd be like, nope, I'm right. Exactly. <laughs> and who cares if you are right? Like, what does that even mean in the in the end? You guys are just healing each other though from other things. It's like not even have anything to do with what's happening there it's just past all past things and then you move forward to other people and you like handle it better because you've had the back and forth that's that's exactly that's beautiful wow yeah it was a really good moment he texted me after being like i really enjoyed our conversation and i was like i did too i feel like i learned so much (laughs) so cool and i was like we did the thing because like Especially like you said, like being in this situation where you're with your wife, your dog, and then a tiny new alien in your home. Oh, my God. It's like we've been in this unique situation where we're we don't have that many reflections going back and forth. And now we finally are starting to have more like, did you find that it's different interacting with people kind of like, I guess, after the experience of quarantine and after having a kid? Like, do you feel like you're interacting differently? I mean, I like jump started it, too, because now I'm interacting like more than i did even normally right yeah um y- yes yes and no i kind of have a I have, I have like a ptsd from being at home yeah like i'm be, home used to be a place where i would regain my energy and that's why i have it set yes. up so i come home I regain and i can go out into the world and do what i need to do and now it's almost like i need to go out to gain a little energy because yes. a, a home is bec- it can be a little draining if i'm just stuck there i was like stuck there for too long I'm also yeah. my mom lived with me for <gasps> for the entire 14 months of quarantine. Oh my. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was very intense. That's, that's not even wow. that's not even go. Let's not even <laughs> go there. I just wanted to mention it. <laughs> so it gave perspective of I mean, I don't get me wrong. It's always so hard to speak in today's time because I know other people have it way harder. So I'm not saying <laughs> saying it in any way like oh woe is me. I'm just merely sharing yes these are all just thoughts these are all thoughts that we're having oh my god now there's someone watering outside Uh like i'm so glad that we came back inside (laughs) yeah you see that would have been that would have been bad would have been extra spicy um you would have had sound effects the first your first episode (laughs) was sound effects (laughs) 
Oh my god. Oh my god. I think especially in LA, like occasionally I'll have to edit out like and I do edit when I need to, obviously, but it's like there was one time that like a helicopter came by and I thought, Oh, it's just like the one no, there was like a cadre of police helicopters. And it was like early in the day and I was like, What could possibly be going on in West Hollywood that is this? I mean we need you live in a in a in a quiet part. I, I live like by the Quenga Pass. So like that's where all the helicopters go through because that's the pass that they of I guess course. like they go to downtown and then they pass through the mountains there. So I I get like army drones that look like a sci-fi movie and then I get, you know, Frank Sinatra tiny helicopters <laughs> from the 60s. <laughs> and then I get like, you know, rich people going I don't to know. like Van Nuys Airport cuz sure, yeah, a lot of rich yeah. people like low key fly in and out of there. No, for sure, and but but Burbank. they take a helicopter yeah. from somewhere else. Like maybe they live in Brentwood so they go to Santa yeah. Monica, yeah. take a helicopter yeah, yeah, to Van Nuys yeah, and the then helicopter. fly. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like just drive to Van Nuys. It's just do it. Just do it. just just drive to Burbank like the rest of us. If you're flying us. private, just that's enough enjoyment I think right there. Just just yeah, just <laughs> chill out with a helicopter. Just you don't need to. You don't need to. You know, but so sometimes it's not loud and sometimes I know what you mean. It's very it just gets like, what's what's happening? How yeah, how like, are they making this much noise? And what could this possibly be solving with this much noise? Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, especially, someone told me that, like, the police helicopters are so they can inform people on the ground of, like, what they see someone doing. But I'm like, if there is, say, like, you know, an, an evildoer, um, they might hear the helicopters and, like, know how to stay away from them because they're loud yeah I wouldn't don't know you like then know how to <laughs> evade the people on the I, ground i would say to that just be happy you don't live by the rampart division <laughs> which is True. like oh you you would hear it just <laughs> every every morning i mean like, oh my god can you imagine the amount of helicopters to take take off and oh. land there or just i just saw one in by toluca lake there was i was going driving somewhere oh to the dodger game i took my daughter to the dodger game oh. um and uh they closed the ramps because someone was Someone had done something and like was running around Toluca Lake, and so they Wait. had like so many police cars and the and the chopper doing like really close to the ground. Oh like yeah, tight oh, yeah. circles. I was, I was like, I was very impressed actually <laughs> at, the, at their organizational skills. You're like, this is almost better than the Dodger game. Like not quite, but almost. No, it was like a movie, but I was <laughs> I was actually a little more. It's funny in the moment you get when you're driving. I was a little more bummed that the like they closed my ramp that i was gonna get on yes like, oh, come on. then you have to go the back way through Academy i just didn't want to i didn't want to i didn't want to be late it was like we were meeting people I don't yes know. that's so funny i was like i can tell you all the weird back ways to go but you probably already know do you know the back way like through academy road and all of that like to go through elysian i went through elysian it's funny i go. didn't know i just went i weird I, a friend of mine was editing a movie and his editor lives behind dodger stadium and yeah, so yeah, i went yeah. there and i was like i was like oh this park is so cool. There was yeah. like kids parties. Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. saw that there was an entrance to, to Dodger, Stadium. Dodger Stadium there. Yeah there's, yeah. A, there's a few. There was one. Everyone was waiting to make a left off the yeah, there's like freeway. And so I made a right into the park and then a left. And then a left because Academy meets like stadium. And it was quicker. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. then like if you go up behind, that's where like kind of like park drive and all of like kind of like Asian yeah. Heights are like. You might way. know better than me, though, because I, I went to one baseball game as a kid. I went to exactly two. So you um, know it one better than me. Yeah, I was just like my parents. Uh, my parents are both retired DAs, and so like I was down there a lot with my dad, especially because like we'd go to the police academy occasionally, and then to Felipe's for sandwiches. Very normal childhood. Um, wow, and you're so both DAs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
intense. <laughs> the look in your eye right now was one of like fear slash admiration. <laughs> just, well, I'm just like, it was just like, yeah, you know, melting. The idea was melting in my head. Well, that's why, like, it was funny when you said you went to to Buckley because when I was a little kid, like, um, like Paris Hilton was the year above me, and like the Kardashians went there, but then like the Did Kardashians' they? dad worked with my dad, and so it was really weird when like all of like the OJ stuff happened, and now obviously like after they became like famous for just like existing, yes. it was really <laughs> weird to just be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> Yeah, I didn't know they. I didn't know they went to that school. I, I, yeah. or they weren't there when I was. When we I were was really there. little. I mean, I only remember them because Paris has my birthday. My my best friend is a lifer though, so he was really? there since kindergarten. There you go. John Larue. So you might. John Larue. You, you know, I or uh, Stephanie Uhos. Wait a second. I know that name because my sister graduated in '95, but she was oh, a Buckley. Stephanie's sister graduated in '95 with uh, the uh, that. Anthony Wayne, which is like John Wayne's cousin. Oh my God. Yeah, my sister went there until because my sister graduated in 95 and she was there until I think ninth grade. No, she was there until eighth grade. She went she to would Taft for one year and she then she would went know. to Harvard. Oh, my Place. sister went to Taft. She would know. She would know these these people. I actually went to it's Ezra, right? Yeah. Singer of Vampire Weekend. Um, mm-hmm. His girlfriend went to Buckley. And when, when he told me, I was like, for some reason, when someone goes to well, what's her name? She's that 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 actress. Um, I hope you edit all the not knowing. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, we can we can edit the accidental no, like. Just, uh, <laughs> oh god, the guy who produced uh, Michael Jackson. Oh, uh, uh, the Jones daughters. My sister knows one of them. She was the same Jones. year as one of them. Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Rashida. Rashida. She yes. went to Buckley. And, when, and when, yes. he, when he told me, I was like, because it's such a small school. So when you know someone who went there, you, you almost like have a bond. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I, yeah. I get it. You went to a place that I that I know. It's yeah. kind of like religion, funny enough. But um, And then I found out he told me that uh, another name, that blonde actress from Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> This is my life right now. <laughs> so much, I don't know if it's a father, but so well, many things. You look well rested for being <laughs> a new parent. Like Thank I'm you. like well done. Well, she's um, really good. She falls asleep at seven, has a dream feed around ten or ten thirty, and then wakes up at seven. Amazing. Occasionally, she'll wake up in the middle of the night because she's teething. Yeah. But like, it's really been. She's really quite the angel. We appreciate the rock star sleeper. I could learn from her. You know, she's. I mean, I don't. I. I just lucked out. I have no, we, I didn't do anything. <laughs> she was like that. She was pretty great as like a newborn who didn't know stuff. She was just kind of like all around. Like she didn't really cry. She only cried when yeah. she was hungry, which yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. Because they don't know how to do it any other way. They don't exactly. even know to show signs. So exactly. And you don't know how to read it because you're a first time parent. So they could be showing all the signs in the world. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's, I mean, it's so interesting when people are like, oh yeah, like why do babies cry? And it's like, that's our first mode of communication because we don't have words. We can't really see much of anything. Like yeah, our eyes don't even see. start focusing for a while. Up here yeah. When you want them to super come close. Hey. Yeah. Because otherwise everything's blurry. The things that are really good are like our sense of smell and our hearing. But we can't express that we can like smell or hear stuff correctly. And they correctly. don't really know yet at the beginning like how to get the milk out no. either. So it's like no, it's a whole no, n- no one yeah. tells you that. It's a whole thing like latching oh and like yeah, breastfeeding. It doesn't just specialist. I know, but in a movie, it's like 
she is born and it just starts drinking milk and it's that's oh yeah i wish it was that easy i roll my eyes just from having worked with families where like same thing where they're just like it looked so easy i'm like i'm so sorry <laughs> like it will happen <laughs> no it does, but it's just i i can understand i saw it's it's scary for the for the mother cuz they feel the need to feed <laughs> yeah and then they feel like they're doing something yeah exactly wrong and so i and, right and if away. no one's telling you like it's okay like it's normal like they don't yeah. need much or they survive with like it's like a normal process that's why they dip in weight and then come back that's yeah and then they come back to their birth weight no no I, so I, like I i totally get, i lived in it just even though the milk supply we have frozen is like probably the great my wife says it's her greatest achievement that she's ever <laughs> ever done exactly you know the amount of work that she didn't I live in the house that has like stairs? So I just remember like bringing up the bottles, bringing them down, then feel it was just like it was just uh-huh. a lot of like, and I'm not complaining, but it was just a lot of like, I was like, I just want to live on a house that has one floor. You're like, I want one of those like my parents have like one of the Brady Bunch style like almost like ranch houses. Right, one floor. Well, I guess they they had, they had stairs. They had stairs. There were stairs in the Brady Bunch. Cause the but Brady I know what you mean. A ranch house is just yeah. That was like what L- early L.A. sixties was all one floor. Yeah, that's why when you were like, no, Gallus, I was like, oh, my God, that was the forbidden bike zone. Oh, my God. Why was it forbidden? Because cars drive fast on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And well, so down that huge hill. Down too, that like, huge hill. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was the. That f- hill was, yeah. People, yeah. Have and then that was, if you made a, that stop sign's on the hill, you made a left. That was Reyes right yeah. there. Yeah, left. yeah, yeah. And that was a cul-de-sac. Exactly. That's where I first lived. That was. Yeah. That was great. That's because Reyes is a cul-de-sac. And I don't live there anymore, so you can totally leave that part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they can go visit yeah. all they want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, whoever lives there. Seriously. There's going to be people being like, is this the right Colada place? Is this Reyes? Where I'd love I? to. I'd love to actually <laughs> go back and see it. Just because, yeah. you know, like, um, you get older, you, your perception of things change. Well, they turned they turn the movie theater into like a Whole Foods. Yeah, I saw that. The the man's the yeah. went went away. Yeah. The, Ar- the Armenian deli is still there, though. And Heck El Torito yeah. is gone now. It's a CBS. I know. It's kind of bummed. Uh, clearly, I'm offended. I like El Torito. I like El Torito. I don't know how many falafels I've eaten from the Armenian deli, but probably like... It's great. I mean, I mean, it's uh, clearly it's great because it's still there. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. I would always and get the And then there the was that music plus or blockbuster right oh, in that other yeah. corner. Oh, yeah. And the penguin yogurt that was there. Gelson's yeah. is still there. Is Solly's still there by Gelson's? Or Solly's not even a thing anymore? Solly's isn't there. Th- it used to be Froman's, but now it's like Froman's. another like classic. We have baked apples deli, but like I don't remember the name of it. I like the name Solly. I don't I know. know. Solly's is good. There's. I went to, so I went to nursery school there. It was called Children's Village. Oh, yeah. Right on Reseda. I was going to say, th- that's, that's right went. on Reseda. That whole area has changed a lot, too. Oh, my God, yeah. That that like, seems like it can never find its footing. It I always don't think like it knows what it is, and I'm yeah, okay with that. From, like, the outdoor store <laughs> down to the, what is it, there's Burbank or whatever, like, yeah, before the like freeway. Yeah, there's, like, that weird bar that, like, might have strippers, but you're never sure. It just never figured itself out. I don't know why. And you, I, I could know. see that, that now I went back recently. Uh, oh, I had a a and Tarzana. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so I feel like uh, that was, uh, that's the uh, that's the, my autobiography. Kalanick and Tarzana. Yeah, the Albert Hammond Jr. story. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see it now. So I was in Tarzana. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just funny to go back where I spent so much of my youth. 
<laughs> you know, to go do that. It was just, uh, she's, she's great though. She's an amazing colonic lady. So, I mean, I have never had a colonic. What is the purpose behind a colonic? I guess it's, it, in, it gets rid of inflammation because it gets oh. rid of toxins and gas kind of shows you maybe what's not working within your system. That makes sense. Um, stuff like that. It's, it's like a, a good massage where it's, it's not like a comfortable thing, but you feel better when you're done. That's like you never yeah. like start a massage. You're just like, Oh my God, it's like work. I, right. I also do like sauna and ice baths yes. once a week, which I, which I love 15 minutes of he- heat yeah. and three minutes of ice. And it's like, as much as I love it, it's, it's work it's a yeah. thing mentally. But when you're done, you feel, you feel a great sense of relief. Exactly. You know, so it's, that's kind of what it is. That kind of reminds me of like, Oh, I guess now it's open again. Do you ever go to like Wee Spa or any of the Korean spas? I feel like. We, why does Wee Spa sound so familiar? Because Maybe it's my heaven on earth. Me. Like one, they do have like hot pools there and saunas and whatnot. But like what I specifically want to go back and get is a scrub mm. because the way that they scrub you is kind of like the way that I can can withstand this is essentially you just imagine you are a car in a car wash. And they are just scraping bird poop off of you. Like literally you are naked on a table and there is a woman just literally scrubbing your body to the point that literally it looks like eraser shavings are coming off of you. And you're just like, if you actually stop to think about it, you're like, this is disturbing. And so you have to like go into this place of just like, all right, like I am being tempted. But when it's done, when it's done, you feel brand new. Oh my God! Like yeah, your even circulation is different. You that's know, like not even yes. the skin. Like all of a sudden, like your your blood, you you like euphoric in your brain from yes. From, I mean that happens in just when they do uh, cranial, cranial massage. Yeah, cranial massage. Thirty minutes would make you feel like you took ecstasy. That's exactly <laughs> like literally every time I get up from it, I'm like, whoo! <laughs> like you know, I know it's, you know? <laughs> there's a lot of great natural ways, and they're it's healthy for your body. Exactly. That's kind of the, I mean, the same thing with the colonic. It's, it ends up, blood flow goes down. It just changes. Exactly. But like, like anything, you can do something too much because right. it helps one thing. And so you, but you're, you start using it and then it, so there's that where someone might get negative. They'll say that, but you don't have to overdo. You can do things within, you know, it's a compromise. Exactly. <laughs> like, cause you don't want to get a scrub every day. Like, you no, well, it wouldn't help your, no, wouldn't help your skin. It would start, no, your body would you start, start irritating like, your yeah, skin. you'd start <laughs> reacting to it weird. And like, <laughs> like, now you're just hurting me. You're bleeding. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, can you not? <laughs> we care. Not at Wee Spa. <laughs> I don't want to get like banned from Wee Spa though. So I don't, I feel like I, oh they don't God. actually do that. I'm just no, saying that. No, the woman, it was so funny because I remember the last time I went, I was like, okay, I'll be back next month. And she just looks at me and she goes, two weeks. I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know I have. And then it was kid. quarantine and you never, you and never And I haven't back. gone back. So poor lady, I'm going to encounter her again. And she's just going to be like, oh God, it's this woman. it's good (laughs) well it was interesting that you said that you were like you know other people have had it worse i think that everyone has had their own like weird experience and so i'm never going to be like oh i'm going to invalidate your experience because someone's was worse because it's like everyone has had a story about this time sure i just i get worried in the times where like people listen to things and their judgment on you or is like yeah is Maybe I shouldn't worry about it because then it makes you not a human being either. It's just so hard to be like, you know, I can 
showcase like frustrations or, or feelings where I felt overwhelmed and then and you're like and I had I had it well in many regards too you know what I mean so yeah. it's like but I, I, I I'm trying to since I don't really think about it daily because I'm not when I talk to people I don't they're not it's not being played for other people so yeah, it's just course. the conversations in the moment so I start to think like oh do you not say anything then because you because you know you've had good stuff and so it's like you can't complain right. but then it's like you can still feel pain right like my dog oh, yeah, passed away like broke my heart it, it can't you know it's like do you not share that because i'm lucky and was it, i'm in a successful band <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. know you know what i mean i just feels like there's got to be everyone i feel like emotions are universal and so it, exactly. it really should bond us as opposed to pushing us away from each other regardless of what positives have been in that person's life exactly it's a mixture of well everything because yeah. like even people who are in more dire circumstances had good things happen and even people sure. in good circumstances had tragic things happen yeah so and I, like I feel like that creates your empathy though too is is yes. expressing both sides and understanding and then you like can put yourself in other people's shoes and also yeah. life is a weird place where like i've noticed it when you want things to stop because of how you're feeling and it just keeps going uh -huh. it's like sometimes you want to feel about you have empathy for someone far away and you're trying to figure something out and then life just keeps going and it goes away for a bit you just can't you can't be in yeah. every spot well i was thinking you know? about that in context of i was talking to another person about like especially about climate discussions that it's so hard to hold that idea of even like the whole planet or how it affects other people potentially very far away from us on the planet versus how it would affect us individually because that means we have to somehow empathize with billions of people and it's hard to do that not because we wish them ill but just it's hard to have space our, to imagine, our mind can't imagine it. yeah it's like to hold that and that's why i think so many people then either shut down or they're like oh there's nothing we can do because trying to hold space for that is very difficult Hence back to our social media thing is I prefer in my local community and surroundings to try to do the most I can. Like, so I could carry around and finish four plastic bottles a day yeah. or bring this and fill up a thing. Yeah. And it's like, so that's a, a little part of it because for sure it gets overwhelming. I mean, it's, and the older you get, it feels you have to s work really hard to not make it feel hopeless. Yes. The younger, you just feels like, no way, everything's going to be great. And then the older, you're like, oh man, we're in some... This is bad. Some shit. <laughs> like is, <laughs> it, is it the end now? And then I'm starting to feel like I can't think that way because there must have been. I look back in history, it must have been moments where everyone yeah. felt that. And it's also, I don't know, I mean, it's a fine balance because everything does come to an end. <laughs> That's the thing is, I. I <laughs> Sorry, I, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's an important conversation to have because to deny that we're in the midst of like a huge transformation would be to do a disservice to the huge transformation we're in the middle of um but it's also a balance of like to not be fatalistic necessarily about endings yeah don't make it feel right big transformation but don't make it feel hopeless because then you will nothing will happen right then it'll be the end end because it seems to be the way that things work is that there's an end so then something else happens right a we new, don't know what the something else is yet <laughs> and that's what leaves people that uncertainty leaves people with great fear yeah yeah but that's so life in general right you're just like what makes it so exciting is that we don't know what's going to come tomorrow exactly and that could be really positive or really bad but exactly. it, but that's 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 what being works. alive is and that's what anxiety is and, and you have to learn how to live with it because 
anxiety is being alive. And exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And you're trying, everyone's trying to erase all anxiety, which is impossible because if you did, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even be alive anymore. Exactly. Because we are, it's weird as humans that like, when you said that we like kind of interpolate our feelings onto dogs, it's like we're one of the only species that has the prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain that like does future plan and also has metacognition. Like we think about how we think. Right. Wow. But that's what causes anxiety. Right. <laughs> like too much. Of course. That's yeah, for sure. You always bring yourself more in the moment. If you think too far forward, yeah. God, when I think that, I'm like, what am I gonna do when I'm seventy? And yeah. I, am I like gonna have the strength to be able to like work or like you know you yeah. just start worrying about it now? It's just insane. Yeah, like I was thinking about that I accidentally missed career day at my school. <laughs> Wait, like you were like going back, like, oh, no. Yeah, it was literally I was just like, oh, man, like thinking about future anxiety. And I remember I forgot that it was career day. Like I literally forgot, um, which is just so very on brand. Um, forgot to even plan for it. And there were there weren't classes, and so I was like, um, "Oh yeah, we were supposed to be visiting people to like do the things that we want to do in the future." And so I just did what I wanted to do in the future, which yeah. was I drove around LA, I ate my favorite foods, I made some music, I read some books, and I talked to my friends and like helped people with like whatever they were working on that day because like all my friends like went to go and you Sounds know amazing, do career yeah. shit, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is what I want to do," and that's that's what I grew up to do. That's what I do. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> so maybe you didn't forget career day. I kind of low key didn't forget career day. Maybe I just like launched my career that day. I was like, and I thought about that because it always gave me anxiety to think about, well, what am I going to do in the future? Like it seemed so, I didn't understand how to get from where I was to like what I perceived like adults doing necessarily. Yes. Like there seemed this gulf that I, I there. I still don't know. And I'm 41. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like. I still am like, any day now. One of these days, I'll know what people do at offices. I have I no idea. Oh, the anxiety doesn't go away either with like doing stuff or figuring, figuring stuff out. It doesn't like change. I remember like no. being, if anything, it's weirdly more because when you're younger, there's just like, I don't know, everything feels possible and there's like so much yeah, time. Yeah, there's like, like an like expanse of time in front of you. Yeah, whereas now it just feels like, okay, I got limited time. I got to focus on what I want to do. Like, and then like, how do I divide this pie out? I want to hang out with friends. I need to be with my child. I need I have work stuff to do. I want to create. I need alone time. I got to be with my wife. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I need to develop other skills. And you're just like, you know, and I have nine TV shows I haven't seen. <laughs> I... I finally, over Quar, I watched What We Do in the Shadows, and I have no regrets. I love that show so That's much. That's amazing. Why would you? That show. Was it a S Stephen Barry? Is that his name? He did the show called Toast of London. Oh, my God. It might be one of my... You should watch it if you have... <laughs> I'm giving you another show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Albert, I already have a show. I have a show. One. <laughs> Toast of London. No, it's Matt Barry. His name is Matt, Matt Barry. Barry. He, yeah. he writes music, too. He what? did the theme song to Toast of London, which is an amazing song. But that show, Toast, I think it's called Toast, or maybe it's Toast of London. It's on Netflix. <gasps> is so cool and weird, and he's so funny. And it like it really takes a second to get into it because at first you don't know what's happening. Yeah, but it's yeah, so yeah. when you do it, it builds on itself, where it has magical moments where you're like, I was just like crying, laughing. Another show like that was Mister In Between, this Australian show. 
Oh my god! Now I've shared with some friends, and it's like, three shows? but that's like a darker show. But it's so, it's so peaceful in its telling. It like doesn't try, and it yeah. tells so much. There's no show like that huh. where like so much happens, and you feel so much with the character, and you grow with him. But they're like, it's still. It's not like you don't feel like we got to go here, we got to do that. You're just like watching real. It almost feels like real life. Like you're just watching real life, which is wow. kind of mundane. Real life. It doesn't usually. You're just in a car going somewhere it's right, not like right right, right. but know. it's someone else's mundane life yes and it and he's a fascinating fish out of water that you shouldn't like because he's like <laughs> a violent man but it like you what, what is it the in gobi in mr in between mr in between that's on hulu okay <laughs> i don't get paid by any of these people by <laughs> the way I'm just, I'm just giving factual information <laughs> there's something very calming about like especially when we're kind of trapped in our own lives in this like eternal recurrence thing like watching other people's lives. Yeah, it's comfort for sure. Yeah, I watch really this comforting. stuff and it and it feels like I get when it's over and they've stopped making it or the season's over, I get I have like a withdrawal from it. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't hang out with you guys anymore. But yeah. we were I was so curious what was gonna happen next. That's in why our I'll life. sometimes leave like I'm always in the midst of reading multiple books and it's because especially when I get to the end, I tend to leave the last maybe like ten pages for quite a while because I don't want to leave the universe of the book. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, it's it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, that uh, that's when that happens. Though, I I think that's pretty beautiful. It means that the book or movie or show was, you know, affected you. Yes. You know, because if it's a bad book or bad show, you're just like, you're just watching it like, you know, just whatever. Yes. <laughs> Look, you could be looking at leaves, but you decided to put a movie. But you out. decided, yeah. You know. <laughs> That's that's actually why I don't watch that many shows or movies, especially if I'm not watching with someone. I tend to forget that I'm watching something and just kind of like meander off and do something else. Um, well, I mean, that's a, uh, the other comfort. It's become like people have it on. It's like the f- modern f- the fireplace. They'll have it on while they cook and they're watching a show, but they're not really. But they're not, they're not really watching. watching it. That's so interesting. I guess like I mean, as you can see in this room, like I don't have any with big screens like i do have a projector so i can either project on my ceiling or i can concur there are no big screens in here just (laughs) 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 she's not lying tis not a lie there are maybe too many keyboarded instruments but a paucity of big screens and so (laughs) (laughs) like we're just staring at a big screen like don't say don't goddamn word (laughs) don't say it um and then i was like the other room is my is my bedroom but that's where like my library is like that's where like my bookshelves are and so it's like I don't tend to if I have something on ambiently I guess I'll tend to either listen to music while I'm doing something else or listen to a podcast but I find if like there's a screen that's playing on something it's just distracting enough that I'll want to look at it but unless it's really compelling then I'm annoyed that I'm not engaged by it yeah I don't I don't my distraction is definitely more with music like, like putting it on if I'm doing something like oh do you, you know get like lost like in the sound well no, I'm just saying around. if I'm on a like prep cooking yeah and it's kind of like you know you're you, if you put on some music you can zone out and it yes. isn't but I wouldn't want to put on a show because I'd be like I can't watch and prep I, I just exactly and then I don't want to just watch something that I'm not paying attention to yeah I, I yeah I I agree with that it feels like a it feels like a waste. Yeah, it feels like I either want to be like, like in I'm not enjoying it. either of the things. B- bingo! <laughs> it's that I'm not actually <laughs> present for either activity. Yeah, it's just like wow, I've just made I just made it worse. To be honest, I just chopped seven bell peppers for no reason and don't know what any of the plot points <laughs> exactly. were. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, and I'm starving. 
that's when you were talking about like dividing up your time I was thinking about that you know in regards to like have you guys actually been able to like record music during this time like are the other because I mean that's why I even presupposed that you were from New York which was my bad well I've lived there almost my entire adult life I moved there from when I was 18 and moved back here when I was uh not 39 yeah so I mean it's a pretty long time to live you know, I, my whole adult life was Manhattan and then upstate for like two years. Um, yeah, we've been able to get together. It was, it's been, you know, um, strange because the album came out a month after the pandemic happened. So yeah. the whole whatever, 12, 18 months of touring went away and uh, we had a bunch of plans. But we, we, we were able to do Saturday Night Live and film a video on, on Halloween. Hey. And then we went around and i think we got together i forget which month we got together and did some demos like twice in this time it was harder being that w- half the bands in la half the bands in yeah, new york so yeah, there was yeah. like um you know you had to fly the other half out and there's all so much protocol yeah so tired of protocol <laughs> <laughs> so much tired protocol. of zoom tired of protocol well because it just takes the the life out of life so it's like at first yeah. it's fine because you feel like you don't know and you understand yeah and then it just goes on where you're just like well you know i don't like i well i can't live like this so i feel similarly where um i was just chatting with my producer because she actually does like travel and music journalism and then during this time obviously like she worked a lot on the podcast with me because like she got literally she just she stayed at her mom's house because normally she doesn't even rent a place because she's usually traveling so much right of course yeah but like she was stationary for the longest time that she's been in her adult life um and so thankfully this podcast was like the thing that she did that at least like we joked we were like we need to do the podcast to keep laura sane also to keep Pam sane, speaking for myself, but it's like, (laughs) you know, like it was at least like a mainstay of like, at least we're doing this. But now she's like started traveling again. Like she just covered like the Pitchfork Festival. And like, I think she's going to Life is Beautiful, like doing concert photography. It's been rough for people like that, though, travel. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's used to much like you were saying about touring. She's used to being on the road. But that's the last thing that's come mm -hmm. back is music and people involved around music. Yes. Yeah. It's the last thing. that It's like the last part of the puzzle because people other people people have been making movies there's been yeah. sports fine no one's in the arena but they've been doing they've their stuff been sporting as one i'm sports. saying they're working yeah it's very different to not be working at all that's the thing and it's like now at least like some of the music stuff is coming back but i worry about like you know i mean obviously laura now is doing concert photography but it's like at every step of the way it's like you know flying and getting tested all the time and of course like masking and distancing and like all the stuff that you have to do and I'm so grateful that she can at least do her job again but I think about things like all of the lighting techs all of the sound techs all the people that like yeah so many so many jobs so many jobs that like oh. I think it'll come it'll stop sooner sooner than later just because you start it like that so you can start doing it and you yeah. have to start letting go of certain things and seeing what happens only so much you can do and it's such like it's such a drama to go and do anything at all that <laughs> my partner gets so excited when I see friends like I saw a friend sing in the park and he's like you saw your friends and I was like this feels condescending but also not no, it's amazing it's yeah. so I enjoy it so much we were talking <laughs> earlier on about being social and like um yeah I love 
yeah. I, 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 every moment I get to see someone face to face or hang out or even like anything that's, that's, you know, more normal, even the, the boring part of it, of like traveling or waiting, like, I just I try to enjoy it because it's really like yeah. uh, it's pretty special that we get to do it at all, you know. So it's yeah. not it's not that you know. Maybe it's good. Maybe in a few months uh, things things die down a little more, and like everyone appreciates the advancements of, <laughs> of technology <laughs> and how we can fly. And well, it's it's pretty amazing that we can, yeah. you know, well, and even travel like, like that. It was really sweet that he was like cheering me on to see my friends because like. I realized that because it's so much effort, I sometimes just like I chose not to do things because I was like risk analysis and then like effort to reward analysis. Um, But it was really sweet, like at the park that my friend was singing at. He was one of the people I was, you know, in a quarantine pod with as well. It was his first performance in like two years. There were people like crying. And I mean, one, he, he is an affecting performer, but it's like, I think yeah, don't take just, that away from yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, Nati Vogel's amazing. We love him. Um, but like, I, think <laughs> I was like, I think it was like 90% that Nati is amazing and 10% that people were just so grateful to like be outside listening to live music. Being like, together. That's that's what we are, that's what we yes. want to do, though. We that's naturally we want to hang out with other people yeah it's not yeah. we feel very isolated and kind of broken and kind of weird bad stuff starts happening in our brain chemistry and you know yeah things go awry <laughs> terribly awry that's uh, i think that when people have been talking about you know should we be seeing other people right now and what are the safety things i always advise people to like weigh what your risk is but also like the mental health risk at this point where it's like it's better to maybe like if you feel comfortable see someone masked outside to at the very least see another person because a lot of times if you're that anxious probably there's other mental health stuff going on too sure also maybe that's very anxious i'm seeing someone outside yeah it feels it's pretty safe you know what i mean it's not yeah. it's not like <laughs> oh yeah that's <laughs> you know what i feel like yes and it's outdoors in the sun i mean that that yeah it's a bummer to have people be afraid of yeah. like it's fine if you don't want to go to a bar or something like that yeah. but like meeting outside is some people are really and i can understand it where it's like a lot of times i mean well when we make decisions it's based partially on logic but also on our feelings and even if sure. you logically know that something's okay your feelings might be really loud and be like no this is not okay no no i know <laughs> that, but that's uh, of course <laughs> of course but then that's when you i mean that's that happens regardless yeah, every anytime i do something new i'm always pushing through yeah. those feelings like half of me is like you don't just don't do that just don't don't do that (laughs) it's like learning surfing it's like you don't need to go in the water it's fine you're like but i want to it's like yeah but you know it's water and you're gonna go in there and you're like yeah you know i shouldn't go in the water (laughs) you know (laughs) what i mean so you're gonna get all wet in there yeah you gotta dry (laughs) off the sand but then when you're done you're always like so you have to you have to feel how you feel like when you're done because a lot of times you have to push through those barriers yes and then you could try it and be like nah you know what i didn't feel happy then fine but like a lot uh, you you would you wouldn't do a lot of things that that could make you very happy if you list that voice just sometimes it's not your friend <laughs> you know yeah feelings feelings are basically they're really good information but they're not necessarily instructions yeah and they're constantly <laughs> changing like yeah. they're not like they're not set in stone they'll, exactly. they'll change completely and they'll be like God, I love you. you're not going in the water like what's wrong with you and then right? it switches you're like what now you're giving me grief now about it <laughs> 
They're like, leave me alone. Let me go surfing. <laughs> <laughs> you told me not to go. It was your fault. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. So it sounds like in this amount of time, I'm like, okay, you picked up surfing. You were able to make a video and do SNL. You have a wine company. I'm like, you have a child. You, you definitely fit in the why not both schema of the doing of the things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the child is just, you know, nature. But the, yeah, the, the drink was, well, I mean, I guess it became a wine seltzer right wine seltzer yes. so like um but the journey of it it's kind of been four years in the making um was more i just like i had i really never thought i'd get to this point where like i have something canned and i'm selling it <laughs> i mean it's amazing i, I had and i wanted to but i just had this I'd, idea of of I had like an Aperol spritz in Milan with my friend before I was going to a MotoGP race. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was, there was just like a, it's a different vibe in Europe when you hang out with friends in bars than there is in America. I yeah. can't really explain it, but there was just something so euphoric about it. I'd never had that drink and I was like, oh, so refreshing. And it lingered in my mind. And then sometime later I went, I got, I was lucky enough to go to Monaco Formula One with my wife. Um, Red Bull is my label for my solo record and they brought mm-hmm. me and I got to meet the racers and I was there uh, you know at the starting grid it was it was it was incredible but it was there's such long days hot days and like people were were drinking but they'd pass out at like one it was just too hot I mean, you can't yeah when you're day drinking yeah, and it's that hot you, like you can't and asleep. wine wasn't right and the champagne was too too sugary you couldn't yeah. keep it up and so I was just like man I really wish there was like a refreshing drink that that was like sessionable that you could just consume and kind of like but it wasn't too strong and could keep you um present euphoric but not you know not go trashed yeah i was just like kept thinking of this idea and so it kind of grew and i started thinking of flavors from basically like my childhood i grew up with my parents best friends were japanese so i I had japanese food since i think it was my first food actually actually. that was one of my first foods too yeah well i mean la here it's it's (laughs) budding um, you know, and, and so like I grew up with, with that I, so much so that we would have shabu shabu for like Thanksgiving or like, or, or, or your sanabe would be like my like chicken noodle soup kind of, kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Mm-hmm. And so like there was the yuzu element of it, which I still use yuzu pepper as my secret ingredient when I cook <laughs> now. And then my mom's from Argentina and there was like mate. And so I started thinking mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. these and ginger just seems like good in general for refreshing and stomach. Right. Yes. Um, yes. and I tried it like three or four different times. I tried it in Europe. It's an Austrian company. It didn't work out. I tried it, um, here in California and it didn't work out. Made blends, made stuff, but like nothing was right. Nothing mm-hmm. was exciting. Like, oh, here, try it. Try this. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> the idea was more exciting. And this whole time I was doing the artwork too with a friend of mine, uh, Lizzie, mm-hmm. who I've done album artwork with. And kind of like, as we've created this logo that, that that uh just perfectly reflected um a more middle ground for these kind of drinks and we hadn't jumped in the wine seltzer yet the name but because a lot of seltzers in general live like more of like a feminine category of like a yeah bachelor party or like a, what am i thinking of like a babe like you know they have balloons yeah. and they're like i've always 
always wondered about that, that like seltzers are categorized as like feminine. Yeah. Drinks? And to me, I, what I was trying to create is I, I, I thought I could be um, on an alternative to beer. Yeah. So that was my excitement is I was trying to create something that was lighter. Yeah. But it lived in the same alcohol frame, but had l- less sugar in the palate, you know, like. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So our white, the white wine seltzer is like it kind of cleans itself. So if you're having on your fourth one, the flavor doesn't get stuck where you don't want it. The rosé, it's hard for it not to because rosé is naturally yeah, sweeter. Is, so it's yeah. going to yeah. do that. Even though I have a friend of mine who's invested in it, who's like addicted to it. He keeps, <laughs> keeps drinking all the rosé. Like, we need You're to like, sell some. <laughs> um, but but so, so the artwork came. I met this guy, Ben mm-hmm. Parsons, who's a year ago or a little more than like 13, 14 months now. And he loved the idea and he had worked with this winery in Washington oh. and we went up and this guy McKinley helped bring the flavors together. And we spent two cool. days while my wife was pregnant. We were up there, spent two days creating this world, this universe. That's so cool. Yeah. And um, it was just, it was, it was amazing. And then we had to like make cans for investors and I did yeah. this whole thing. But uh, what, what I was saying about the wine seltzers, by the end it was like here, spritz isn't a normal thing and i hate spritzer i just don't like the word spritzer it bothers me i was gonna say it's not a it's not an appetizing word no just spritzer it sounds like i don't know it's just and spritz in europe is is known but here is not and so they already paved the way whereas people were already calling it a seltzer because it was sparkling without me saying anything so i was like why am i going as a small startup why am i going to try to re why would you confuse people redo the word if anything this is an ultra premium. This is the higher end of what you know of seltzers. So, if anything, yeah. they paved the way. Sorry, guys, for <laughs> for a you know a different. It's it's sugar fermented sugar alcohol. So right. it's just like a it's right. It'd be considered lower end and what it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you say? It? I'm like I'm not I'm not trying to put them down. It's just like factual. Right. Well, because I was wondering like what what sugar did you use for it and when? You and no that? no sugar. Oh, okay. There's no sugar in it. I was curious, like, I was like, okay, what's the base of it? And then I was thinking about, like, when you said spritzer, I was like, I guess it's kind of like, it's like the bocce ball of of words. Um, <laughs> yes, like yeah. Well, I guess the what you do is you basically, you pick the wine and uh-huh. you do sparkling water. Okay. And that's, the wine's cut, so that makes it go to 5% instead of oh. 14. And then you... You what we tried to do is most thing add add the f- those other seltzers add um, essence to sugar water. So yeah. We added flavors that we felt oh. kind of like enhanced, like made the wine better. Like for instance, if you just can the wine, it's never going to be as good as when it's in a bottle. Yeah, it's of just course. The, even if it's not, even if it's not good wine, it'll still be better in a bottle, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to make it good out of the can, you you make it sparkling, so it's more refreshing. Right. Uh, and it lowers the alcohol, and you bring out certain flavors that you feel like the wine has, and that makes it more sessionable and makes it refreshing, and like it makes it come alive. It makes the wine portable in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was literally thinking about like if you go to the Hollywood Bowl, you can yeah, actually bring this for sure. I mean, I, I think I think my goal is to have it be sold at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes, <laughs> yes. it is a perfect drink for the Hollywood Bowl because you could get there be like the kind of drink you get there early yeah and you hang out with yeah, friends and you drink and then you can have some food and continue and what's nice about the two flavors is that the you know if you want to start out with something the the rosé has white peach 
And so it, you can you can smell it when you open the can when you pour it into a glass the color is real these other seltzers are all clear liquids right, right, these are right. like beautiful colors it's a gold and like a rosé um color so it just you can start with something sweeter with the rosé it's naturally just sweeter it's rosé yeah. <laughs> and the white peach so but you know i wanted that i wanted that side of the spectrum and then the the white's like drier and cuts more yeah. you know and so like yeah it's uh it's more acquired, weird, weirdly enough, but when you do, it's like more powerful to me. I like flavors like that personally. Like I was excited because I got samples of both of them and I was going to try them yesterday, but I had such a chaotic day that I literally thought to myself, I was like, I don't want to associate something new and delicious with like the chaos of yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, because at <laughs> first I was like, oh, I could use it to like relax. And I was like, nah, today was just so dumb. I was like, I want to actually try this on a day that's not dumb. <laughs> I was going to tell you one thing is I'm glad you didn't have them because now I can tell you the different ways too is yeah. try it out of the can pour mm-hmm. it into a glass um, sip it try taking bigger gulps because it's really fun the fizz is really fun for me like I, I enjoy um, I mean it depends how y- how you like the fizzy in the back but I enjoy like some bigger gulps it's just like <laughs> it's just like fun um, and also just like wait afterwards and watch like the, the palette just like clean itself is pretty, that pretty sounds amazing. really cool. And I mean, I wanted to chat so much about the, cause it's so, it's like starting and I feel like I'm starting a new band. Yeah. I'm hiring people to work with, like, I'm uh, finding like, it really is like we're putting out our first record and I'm like finding I love that. players, but, uh, yeah, I got, I have to, I have to run. You're allowed to run. Okay, I feel so bad. <laughs> no, because we were having such a good conversation. Yeah. I don't want to like. Well, we'll have to. I was like, we'll have to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, maybe we could. We can do a quick thing when after you've tried it. If you want to, like, we can go deeper that way, and there it could be go. like part two. You part had it. Two. <laughs> that sounds part like a two. The tasting <laughs> to like colonics and Tarzana. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm drunk in West it. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop me. <laughs> Don't stop me now. <laughs> thank you for being so generous with your time. No, thank you. I, I lost track of time, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm running. Oh, my God. I'm late everywhere. Same. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and on Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who is literally a rock star. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next episode.